Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in studio today, Scottsdale, not sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> and joined with me, as always, co-host Randy, the sculptor of success, Exton. What's up, buddy? The delays are getting here. You're going to be like Bruce Buffer here <laughs> yeah. or Michael Buffer here. Yeah, I like it, one man. One of them. Those guys, man. You know, they do the money. Those guys get paid to just come in and do one announcement for a convention and then they, they're done yeah. for the day. Yeah. Michael Buffer was making, I don't even remember, a quarter million at one point or something. Every time he said, let's get ready to. It was more than that, I think, at, at the peak. But when boxing was. Good for him. That's great, man. Dude, insane. I mean, you capitalize the skill. Look at how good he is. Yeah. He's the one guy in the world that was doing it. So. Well, now his brother does it for yeah. UFC, UFC. Mm-hmm. but he can't. He that's trademarked, right? That, it's, it, well, it's a completely. Di- I mean, he brings he brings a uniqueness to the table. No, but you can't say let's get ready to rumble. I guarantee it's trademarked. Yeah, or copyright, copyright or something or like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, no, I know it is. Yeah, oh, that's, I'm oh, sure. So good for him. So yeah. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. So a couple cool things coming up. We just about a week ago released our automation workshop. Now you can go to pfmarketingsolutions.com slash automation. That is in-house. We're taking 20 only in that event that's in person here in Chandler, Arizona at the Keep headquarters. That's where we're doing that. It's going to be two full, like I'm talking eight, seven or eight in the morning till six at night days to knock this mm-hmm. thing out. We'll bring the food in and we're just going to knock out some automation for everybody. Yeah. It's kind of our patented life cycle automation and just got done with my meeting with Zach and we we're looking at our automation, you know, just last week, 25 appointments booked through automation. Look at that. I mean, we just got somebody else. Who was it? Evan? Evan. Four, four in a day. Four in one day, all through somebody searching him out. Mm-hmm. He's entering his ecosystem through a lead form or something and then all the way through to booked appointment without him being involved yeah he goes never had that happen it's amazing and they did it last week they came in and they signed right up like one of them did at least so that's good i mean so long story short if you're not familiar with what we've been doing we've been doing this for well i've been i've been using this for about nine years but for the last six months we've been traveling and having gym owners fly out here to scottsdale and we're building custom automation for them this is a system that takes lead sources from any lead source. It could be your website, it could be your Facebook ads, it could be just squeeze pages or funnels, it could be in-house leads, yep. walk-in. So any lead source that you have, we bring it into, what we're using is keep the automated system, and then it's based on your gym. If your next step is to, you know, you get a lead, you want them to show up, we have to book an appointment, get them to show up, and then on from there. So if somebody cancels, it rebooks them. If they no-show, it rebooks them. If they come in for a trial, it nurtures them through the conversion process. If they're a, they convert to a member, hallelujah, we yeah. get a new member. That's Then we do, do the little member love sequence. If they cancel, it re-brings them back into the over time. So nobody gets lost. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we've been trying to do is to make sure that there's no exit points into this life cycle because at least at a bare minimum, they should be on your email list to get you kind of your long-term nurture. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just client touch points. It's communication. And it's, it's done in a system so that the human elements, it's not forgetting. 
the emails, the texts, the voicemails are all being sent when they're supposed to be sent. And then you have the opportunity to tweak it. And that's what's probably my favorite part is once you have that baseline for measurement, now we can work on increasing the effectiveness Correct. of that. And yep. that's, that's a beautiful thing. Can't do that with, without a system in place. Yeah, it is great. And so just had Bobby just left this morning, actually. He flew out this morning and we got his automation. We threw some leads in there. And by the time we were done for the day, he had already booked appointments. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. And that's really what gym owners are needing right now. I think it's lead generation's fine. That's always going to be a need, I think. But it's the time it takes to get people to book and show and all that stuff, all that outreach. Well, the thing is, I mean, we talk with enough gym owners on a weekly basis that we know that the number of leads coming into your organization is not the problem. Mm -hmm. It's getting them to show up. It's getting them to book. It's getting them to show up. It's getting them to take action. It's all of what's happening after that lead is generated. Everybody's out in the world looking for a better way to generate more leads, more leads, more leads. You guys are getting hundreds and hundreds of leads a month. You're getting- 20, Some are. 20, I mean, yeah. I mean, most of the people paying for it are, are, are generating leads. Sure. But they're not coming in the door. Or once you generate that lead, you're not doing anything with it. So let's systematize that portion of the process mm -hmm. and make your, the money that you're spending on lead generation actually do something. Yeah. It's not just about throwing more leads at the wall. And that's something that we figured out. And that's obviously why we're sitting in this- part of the process now instead of worrying about more leads at the front end. Yeah, exactly. But that's not even what this podcast is about not today. Not even close. <laughs> not even close, but we wanted to kind of let everybody know about the automation workshop. If you want to sit in a room, 20 people, me, Randy, Kelly, the Keep team, and they're building your personal automated system, you need to be here. pfmarketingsolutions.com slash automation. automation. February 6th and 7th, two full days. So anywho, so that, so Today's topic is really about something that I'm seeing a little bit. I'm getting hit with ads because obviously I'm in a target for it. I'm seeing done for you content, right? Yes. I'm seeing, hey, let us do your content for you. And when they mean content, I'm thinking it's pretty much social media. Mm -hmm. It yeah, could probably be email. Some email. email. Okay. So let's talk about the pros and cons of why you would either do this or not and how to do it yourself or whatever. So let's just start right here with what I know about content in general, there's a couple principles that you want to make sure you always have in place. Number one, it needs to be entertaining content, sure. right? So that's like the number one thing that everybody's just bored. Unless you're looking for like scientific research for stuff, it needs to be boiled down into an entertaining kind of platform so people can, they're interested in reading it, but then they, there's some actually helpful things in there. Yeah. When we had the, the growth summit, Natalie was talking about and I couldn't understand this. Like when we had Jim Shirt Club, we would post some stupid yep, meme, the dumb memes and stuff. And it would yep. get shared and liked and comment, and everybody was loving it. And I'm like, to me, there's no value in a meme. Yeah, it's entertaining. But I think the second thing there, you need to have some value that goes along with that. Sure. I think it's like, I don't know if it's an 80 20 rule or something like that. Like the world of social media engagement matters. But at the same time, you need a message to be delivered as well. Right. And so the term that we've used along this entire process is perceived value, right? as trainers and as gym owners, we know that you can't really speak to that ultra educated, high end, granular, nobody cares. Your end user wants to look good naked and feel better. So you have to kind of present good quality information in a way that, like you said, is educational and appealing to them as Enter well. Entertaining. Entertaining as well. And but it's, it's a fine line both ways. So I asked Natalie, is this pointless to post a meme that's a joke? It has nothing to do with anything, but just get to get some likes and engagement. She said, yes, there is, because the more likes and engagement, the more reach you get for the next one and the next one and the next one. I was like, fine. 
Yeah. Part of the game. You said it. You said it the other day. Is this just part of the game that we have to play sometimes is to get some stupid stuff out there to get Mm -hmm. some engagement? And then you drop them some good knowledge. But really, you are the expert. And what you're trying to explain or communicate to your market is that you're the go-to person, the go-to gym in your area to solve the problems that your clients are facing. And in order to do that, you've got to be out in front of them. So you have to push content out. And a lot of gym owners just don't have time to do it themselves. So I did some research on this because I knew the Google side, the the SEO rankings, the indexing of using other people's content Mm -hmm. on your own blog. I knew that to be true as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. So the first person or the first business to post a particular article wins because they were first to market. Sure. And as I did some more research, I wanted to know, is that the same for social media? If I take somebody else's content and post it as my own, will that hurt me or help me? Now, did you go even deeper? Is it shared content or is it re... Copy and paste. Cop- okay. Yeah. 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 I just want to be specific on that. Good point. Because if you were to... The whole like premise of social media is sharing, right? It's sharing, it's engaging. And so... There was no penalty to share or even copy and paste other people's content as your own. So it is okay to do that. Now, I would also say, is that the right thing to do? So just because you can, well, doesn't mean you should. We're trying to save time as gym owners. Here's this product I can go purchase and it's got all the content. I just got to copy and paste it on Monday, copy and paste it on Tuesday, copy and paste it on Wednesday. And will that be a benefit to me in the long run as a gym owner? Sure. I think the answer is unknown because I know that posting content just to post content is not the right thing to do. Sure. But the one thing is we've always stood on this because people have asked us to post content for them and we've always turned it down and I've always told gym owners, you never want to outsource your posting to somebody on an outside company for this number one reason right here. And that's because nobody can take the snapshot of your culture of your facility being 300, 500 miles away. Yeah. And you need to be in your gym doing Facebook Lives, taking photos of your clients. That's what social media, your pages should be for. Authenticity. So when we always say when somebody goes to a Facebook page, you can split it in half, not physically split it in half, but on one side of the coin, it would be to see a culture of what you're about. People are looking at pictures. They want to see what your clients look like. They want to see what your gym looks like. They want to see what the culture is like. Mm -hmm. The other side of social media is to make money and drive traffic. So we use that for the like paid ads. That's one half. Sure. Organic Organic posting is the other side. Attention gym owners. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. And I always said, like, you don't want to outsource that because nobody can tell the story like you can. Yeah, you can't fake that. You know what I mean? You can't fake what it's like being in your ecosystem. And plus, in the moment, you want to be able to capture something and post it. But if they're not in your gym, they're not going to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I just had a conversation with one of our coaching clients this week about that because the her struggle was time, how Mm -hmm. to be more productive with her time. And social media was a big part 
of where that time waste went in, okay. in, in her eyes. And so we were talking about what activity she's doing while she's on social media. And a lot of it is posting quality content and things like that. But the burden, and obviously her as, as the gym owner, was the fact that her time is the most valuable in her entire organization. Sure. So yeah. one thing that we decided was she was trying to engage in their, their group. They have a community group for their, their members okay. and things yep. like that. But because she was spending a couple hours a day on these things, she wanted to figure out ways of, of being able to minimize some of that. Okay. And so my, I mean, I told her, I go, share the time, share that with your staff, Definitely. you know, allow other people from their, from your organization to step in and, and make those comments, create posts, have a, an impact in the look and feel of what that page is like. Yeah. And it's done from, there's a couple of benefits. Not only is it saving her time, but then there's an, somebody else who's got a unique eye on the comments, on the posts. Her mm -hmm. trainer might see something or, or feel something in a, a question or someone's concerned or something like that, that she didn't see. And so by bringing her team in, it's like having your entire team looking at every one sure. of those concerns. And then ultimately, it's, it's saving her a lot of the time burden that she feels is 100% yeah. on her shoulders. And a lot of times it's hard as a gym owner to say, hey, you know, if I'm in here posting all this time, I'm getting a one-for-one -one return on my mm -hmm. investment. And that's not true either. Not at all. So I think it's a necessary evil mm -hmm. to be on social, to be active, to post content, but it needs to be authentic, genuine. And you also have to get the culture in there of your yeah. gym because that's yeah. really what's selling. I think that there, I mean, this is a huge belief of mine lately. I honestly think that more of the direct response positioning an ad for an offer is going away from fitness. I think that we've over abused social from that aspect. Every single fitness facility is doing nothing but direct response marketing. Mm-hmm. And we've pushed content marketing for the last few months heavily, mm -hmm. and we've recommended others do so. I see the pendulum shifting the other way soon. I think that people, as far as the marketplace, is overly exhausted. Nobody cares about the offers that we have to position anymore. They're truly going to be looking for the gyms that stand out when it comes to who they are, mm -hmm. what they bring to the table, the value, the culture, all of that is going to be huge. It's going to matter. And I equate it all the way back to pursuing versus attracting. And you, right now, direct response is all pursuit. We're hunting. We're going after people. We're aggressive in it. We have to do it in a way where we throw everything at it, hoping that something works, as opposed to highlighting who it is, what we bring to the table, the solution to our clients' needs. That's what marketing is. Sales is great when you can position and the logical side comes in. But creating that relationship with the individual that you're, you're truly genuinely trying to serve. To attract, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, everybody wants people walking into their gym with their credit card out. But nobody's doing the things that create that culture. Everybody's yeah. doing the, expecting that person to come in the door by slapping them in the face with an offer. All the time, yeah. All, yeah, exactly. Too, it's too, overdone. Uh, over, yeah. Overly done. I, do you think there is, I don't know if it's dead. I think there. you have to always have some type of lead generation out there, but I do think- Oh, it, I agree oh, I think it, by having the content piece, it's only going to make it better. I right? agree, and that's so what I mean, So they're not yeah. only seeing that. They're seeing four or five pieces of content, maybe a video, an article, Facebook Live some photos of your clients, maybe some success stories, and then boom, hey, try us out for 14 days. Yeah, I mean, even like the content stuff that we used to run and drive to a, a lead generation ad, once somebody self-selects and raises their hand, to yep. me, that's the appropriate way to market, yep. right? Yep. It's almost like the 80-20 rule, the other direction. You should be serving your clients with value 80% of the time. Yep. Yep. So allow them to self-select and then pitch an offer to those people, yep. not pitch 80% of the people and then deliver 20% value. Yeah. So- I just think for some reason, it just seems so heavily weighted. Well, if you think about the, the whole email, the rule of email has always been seven pieces of value to one offer. Kind Who's of. doing that? Unless you're using like R52 mm -hmm. emails or you probably not. 
They're mm-hmm. probably not doing it. And that's exactly what I'm seeing. So the other side, okay, so that's social. Let's go into like email, right? So email, you can absolutely use, I guess it's called syndicated or- yep. white-labeled. White-labeled content. You can do that because there's no SEO rankings. There's Unless somebody's on multiple lists, they're only seeing your content once. Well, I was going to say too, though, depending on where those things are coming from, because as Evan shared with us, yeah. If you're sharing content that looks and feels like others, if you're on a shared IP address and things like that, mm-hmm. you could be red flagged be based upon the fact that your emails look and feel like other spammy accounts on a shared IP address. Well, so there is some... Yeah, but that's spammy. But like, like giving an email with the same content as somebody else isn't technically spammy. Well, as long as, I mean, but all the things he brought to the table, as long as those email addresses aren't doing things like blasting out links in those emails yeah, as well yeah, yeah. or abusing photos or things like that. So it's a fine line. I mean, yeah. but that's so fine. It's you know, so like fine. That, yeah. It's kind of the unknown, dark. So go back to, let's go back to the previous thing. We were talking about the gym owner that was like constantly monitoring comments yeah. and doing everything. So once, and I don't know if the mom and pop style one-off gyms are ever going to get to this point, but there's larger companies that have social media managers that Mm -hmm. monitor and they use tools. And I'll give you a great example that just happened to Kelly uh, while she was visiting some family in Georgia. She loves that beer Yingling, right? Mm -hmm. So she posted on, this was pretty cool. So think about Yingling, the oldest brewery in the world. I think it's in the 1800s or something. Maybe it's in the U.S. US yeah, it's US. up in Pennsylvania, I think. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, don't quote me on that. But she posted a can of the Yingling on a table and she took a picture and she tagged Yingling. I think it says still better than White Claw. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And Yingling, the blue check mark, responded, say, we appreciate you, Kelly, and blah, 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 blah. And then they had this conversation going. Nice. And so basically they have, a piece of software that's monitoring hashtag Yingling yep. or hash, you know, like she probably has several hashtags that they're monitoring, but you're never going to, I don't know if a gym owner is ever going to have that kind of time to be sure. able to monitor comments. I mean, there's third-party tools that will monitor hashtags, but when you're in a big company, that's called social media management. Oh, that you want to look that, at some great social media companies or companies that do stuff like that. Twitter is huge for that stuff. Uh-huh. Like Wendy's. Yes. Burger King has done really well. The LA Kings, yes, some of the hockey, do some of these comments and, and engagement with their end user is phenomenal. Because really, what what they're doing and what we should be doing as gym owners is building a relationship exactly, with their with their population. Exactly. If somebody can figure out the whole bringing Yinling to the the West Coast, you're going to be a billionaire. Because yeah. just this morning, I saw two, three posts total about people looking for that beer on the, the West Coast. Yeah, they have some rule like that they yeah, don't. It's, I don't know. It's just been the way that I don't know how it works, but it's a delicious one. I had it for the first time. I was at SDS in Pennsylvania. A case of it. Yeah. Yingling is pretty good. It's great beer. <laughs> good. All right. But gonna... yeah, like you said, relationship. And that's really what social media is when it comes to the daily posts the, or the comments, responding mm-hmm. to your clients, things like that. But that doesn't necessarily have to come from the top person in the organization. No. The person whose time is the most valuable. Something else I see that happens a lot is they, gym owners or gyms, I should say, I always say gym owners because I am when I'm just saying like gyms in general will... Put somebody that's maybe a front desk girl that is young and understands social media and just like, you're going to do our social media. No direction. You're doing our social media because obviously you're a millennial. You know what you're doing. You must know what you're doing. Yeah. You must know what you're doing. And I think that's a big risk you take is doing that. You need to give direction. And I really feel like you should have some kind of content calendar or Dave the Week theme or something that you know 
that this Monday we're going to do this, Motivational Monday. I really feel like if you put a plan in place, it's really going to help that person out and guide that person, girl or guy, whoever it is, on what you want to see. Because I've seen some really bad stuff out there, pictures that are just too far away. And there's like, there's this art to it that I guess if you were to take a course, they'd probably teach you some of this stuff. Well, to speak to that, our buddy Eric, in the, the bar industry, Yes, he talked about the same thing because large venues here in Scottsdale, there's some, I mean, these are multi-million dollar mm-hmm. businesses, right? And they're doing the same thing. They've got like, some you server, know, the new bartender. server bartender is now in charge of their social media just because they fit the demographic of the people they're speaking to, but they have no understanding of the task and what they're trying to accomplish from a business standpoint. Right. It doesn't matter if you're just sharing things and commenting and yeah. liking things. That's not the intention of driving a business page. So the other end of the spectrum, that engagement in that there should be a plan. You should have, like you said, an an intent behind what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If the individual who's doing the commenting and doing the posting and doing all this stuff has no clue what the business is trying to accomplish with it, you're doing yourself a disservice probably. And it's a lot of risk. And that's probably the one area of all of your business that has the most conversation and most communication with cold market, with Yes. Prospects with people that are first impressions. Exactly. So if if you weight the importance of your first impression with all of these people, and then you put somebody in that driver's seat that has no clue how to drive the car, how is it benefiting? Yes. It's just, it's a fail because it's unknown. It's, they're not the owners in the gym, the bars that you're talking about, they're not thinking that way, but the ones that get it, they get it and they get business from it. So to kind of recap a little bit, Talking about using other people's content, like a third-party service, here's how I would kind of rank this. I would never, never, never buy blogs to post on your website that are not original, okay? Only do original to your website, number one. Number two, you can use other people's content, white-label content for emails, absolutely. You can also use other people's content, white-labeled, for your own social media posts, but never outsource your social media to any other company. I don't care if they're in the fitness industry or outside the fitness industry. Take that in-house. You need to show the culture of your facility to the world from your own eyes and how you want it to be perceived. It can't be generic content that other gyms are using as a third parties, like blasting out to all these gyms. No, the answer is no. From our, that's our take. So, and that's why we feel that way. The answer is no, never use that. Find somebody, find an intern, find a member that's part of the culture, somebody within the four walls of your business that Mm -hmm. gets it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest place to start because that could be well, it's a place where you're going to have to put out some money to pay for somebody to do some of this stuff or do it on trade. And they're in the gym. That's, that's yep. the important part. They get what you, the feeling of what it's like to be a member and be yep. part of your culture. Yep. It's yep. not somebody who's just out there who has a skill that doesn't make that connection. Yep. Absolutely. So hopefully that helps you because I know there's a lot of, because I get hit with the ads. There's yeah. people that are wanting to do your content for you. That's a hard no. If somebody's trying to sell you content to post on your own, you can edit and adjust, but it's up to you. Maybe. Sure. Sure. I mean, that would be an okay thing. Never use other people like blog posts. Never use those for your own website unless it's original. Like you can use ghostwriters to post on your website for your blogs and stuff. That's okay. But make sure it's original. Make sure they're not selling that to any other gym because you're going to kill your rankings. And I just watched a video on Neil Patel talking about specifically this. He'll do that, but then he'll unlist it. He'll, he won't let it yeah. get, he won't get it listed. So a couple takeaways today, content's king, being out in your marketplace. We always say intent-based branding mm-hmm. and that whole kind of retargeting play. Come up with it on your own, bring it in house. And if you are going to use a third party, make sure you're the one that has control over it. 
Love it. Got it. Nailed it. Okay, guys. And before we let you go, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call if you want to get on a call with Randy and slash automation if you're interested in the automation workshop. Until next time, guys, keep changing lives. See you, bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you have any questions that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you got to do is three simple things. Number one, head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. Number two, in that review, go ahead and leave us a question on anything you want us to answer. And number three, if you'd like us to give you a shout out, just go ahead and leave your handle right there in the review and we'll make sure to do that on the next episode. That's all. All you got to do then is then listen to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great. Bye.